everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kirk confirming star Kevin Durant will be out for Sunday's Game 2 of the NBA Finals against the Toronto Raptors. Durant is now supposed to return midway through the series, and a report today cites Game Number 4 as the most logical option. This according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. AD hasn't played since May 8th with that calf injury. Uh, he is with the team in Toronto, but still, he hasn't practiced. The Warriors have now lost their last four NBA Finals games without Durant, dating back to 2016. Game two at Scotiabank Place in TO, 8 o'clock. Toronto, an early one-and-a-half-point favorite. Total 215. Updated series price. Warriors were minus 300, now down to minus 150. Toronto is plus 130. The Raptors have won five straight games overall. And at home, 9-2 and two in the playoffs and 8-3 and three ATS. NFL News, former NFC North rival Gerald McCoy visiting the Carolina Panthers camp today. It could be uh, the weekend before the free agent defensive tackle picks a team to play for. McCoy has made visits to the Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens prior to the Panthers, and he spent nine seasons with the Tampa Bay Bucks before parting ways. The Kansas City Chiefs announcing Damian Williams as their unquestioned starting number one running back today. After the release of Kareem Hunt in November, Williams started the final four games of the regular season and scored six touchdowns. He averaged 5.1 yards per carry and added two touchdowns in the playoffs, too. The team also added uh, Carlos Hyde in free agency and drafted Darwin Thompson in round six of this year's NFL draft. In the NHL, the St. Louis Blues forward Oscar Sundquist suspended one game for a questionable boarding call to Boston Bruins defenseman Matt Grizzlick in game two. Knocked him out of the game. He's gone for game number three. It's Saturday night in St. Louis. Blues, minus 120 small favorites, total five. This series tied at one game apiece. Updated series price, Boston, minus 135. Blues, plus 125. The NHL has also cleared Washington Capitals forward Evgeny Kuznetsov after the league investigation into a video with lines of white powder and a bill in it. Let's call it Cokegate. Kuznetsov was not doing anything in the video, but the product and dollar bill was in the shot there. He has uh, recorded 70 points and 50 assists in three of his last four years with the Capitals. Uh, also in the video, there's a chick lying on in the bed. It could have been her coke. Uh, Winnipeg Jets reportedly shopping talented blue liner Jacob Truba. The SEC conference is going to lift its ban on stadium-wide alcohol sales this effective August 1st. The SEC was one of only one of the five conferences to outlaw alcohol sales in general seating areas. Alcohol sales limited to beer and wine at the stadiums too. No spirits and no vendors. You got to go get it yourself. Individual schools still have the authority to decide if they want to sell or have an alcohol ban. Busy Friday night in the MLB. We got 15 games on the betting board. Three at 7:05. San Fran, minus 20 at Baltimore. Total nine, Pomeranz and Kashner. Boston versus the Yankees. Yankees, 25-cent favorites, nine and a half. Sale versus Hap. Milwaukee is laying 120 at Pittsburgh, nine and a half. Chassin versus Archer. A pair at 7-10. Washington, 15-cent favorites at Cincy. Total nine. Corbett and Maley. We got Minnesota and Tampa Bay. Rays, 30-cent favorites. Berrios and Stanek. Total eight, 7-20. Detroit at Atlanta. Rays, minus 185. Turnbull versus fulton Evitts. Total nine. 805. We got Kansas City and Texas. Rangers minus 120. Duffy versus Haredo, total 10. 810. Indians minus 180 at the White Sox, 9.5. Bauer versus Covey. 815. Cubs at the Cardinals. St. Louis minus 125. Darvish and Mikolas over under 9 there. 840. Toronto and Colorado. Rockies, huge favorites. 280. Total 11.5. Jackson versus Marquez. At 940, we got the Mets. 20 cent favorites at Arizona. Wheeler and Duplantier. Over under nine. Rest of the slate, 10 7 Houston minus 125 at Oakland. Eight and a half. Dumpster fires versus Peacock. Phillies at Dodgers. Dodgers minus 160. Arietta versus Maeda. Eight and a half there. 
And we got uh, Los Angeles Angels, 40 cent favorites at Seattle. Boss, Skaggs, and uh, Leaky Roof, total nine and a half. Miami and San Diego Padres, minus 170. Smith versus Lucchese, over under seven. Round two of the PGA's Memorial Tournament from Mirfield Village. Troy Merrick going low today. He's in the clubhouse leading at nine under par. K.H. Lee just tied for the lead at nine under two. Lots chasing at seven under. Fowler, Cantlay, Scott, and Speech just two shots back. At the French Open, Roger Federer's 400th Grand Slam match. A confident straight set win over Casper Ruud. He becomes the first man or woman to reach the four-century mark and improved his record in big tournaments to 345-55. and 55. Upset on the ladies' side, number 31, Petrata Martic took out number two, Petra Pliskova in straight sets. I'm Cam Stewart. Stick around, everybody. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. It's a lots of fun today. We got uh, Steve Merrill. He's going to drop by our buddy, Bano. We'll talk a little, hey, maybe even CFL exhibition football today. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Champions League soccer on Saturday. Red Heat and Rage, Hour 1, coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time decisions. decisions. iHeart, uh, YouTube. I have Gabe Morenci on this uh, Friday afternoon. Let's do this uh, thing. We've got a lot of stuff uh, to get to. We've got uh, the NBA Finals. One game in. It feels like we're at a crossroads already after one game. Man, uh, it's going to be a grueling series. Uh, for those of us uh, that are pulling for the Toronto Raptors, um, the Stanley Cup is a crossroads right now. Locked up at one. We finally get a hockey game uh, tomorrow, so... Uh, we got Saturday and Sunday, uh, championship action, Champions uh, League soccer tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Memorial Golf uh, Tournament continues right now, uh, Cam. So we'll definitely get people caught up to date. As uh, Ricky, don't you lose that number. That number. Ricky, uh, Ricky found the number. He's on the phone right now. He found, yeah, uh, found his number. Ricky, he found my number. He's only two strokes off the pace. Yeah. Morency's got him at plus 200. 200 for top 10. I got him to win. Let's go, Ricky. We need some eagles. Yeah, he's off the course. He's in at seven under. Can't lay. He's getting laid this week. He's seven under. The problem is the Asian golfer, K.H. Lee, wasn't on our radar. He's tied for the lead at nine under. Hideki minus three. Work to be done. Speed just hard. He's seven under. <laughs> yes, nine under. Nine under. Yeah, he's hot. Tied for the lead. I'm not going to take responsibility, even though I was like, oh, top Asian. Uh, yeah, you were like, I, oh, yeah, that's a great pick. I, and who else? I is enjoyed it. Oh, that, I'm that's done. awesome. All right, it's a great, great I'm, pick. I, thought, I know, I know, and I actually oh, did a lot scary. of research after top Asian after, now. Well, I'm, not, like, oh, I'm never oh, betting I, top Asian again. There's too many guys you could take. I'm looking at the flags on the leaderboard going, we didn't really assess this better. We could take off a barn rat. There's tons of Korean guys. Man, it's not a good bet at all. Hideki's talented, but they really get you on that top Asian. I'm out. Settle down, Hakeney. Out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's got (laughs) Yeah, forgot about that one. Yeah, who's winning? Kang or Sang? It's like, hey, Hank Haney, like, they banned him from his golf show. Not too happy. The ladies fought back. 
Yeah, boo, boo. As, as somebody that can speak with previous experience, it's hard to get kicked off a serious satellite radio. <laughs> yeah, he must have. He, he screwed. Well, he basically, like, mocked the women's game, saying, you know, nobody cares. No, he did Nobody it. knows who these players are. What? No, he didn't. He didn't mock them. It just, I think, listen, I'm a pretty politically correct guy um, yeah. in today. By, by, you know, by bigger standards than people would think. I sort of get what's offensive and what isn't. I don't really see the offensiveness in this. It was just, he was saying that the Koreans dominate. You know? Yes. He's like, I don't know who's going to win this week. He goes, I can't name more than, uh, I can't name more than 10 players on a woman's score. I guarantee you someone uh, with the last name Lee will win this week. <laughs> and the thing is, there's like six Lees that are actually favorite. So, like, All good, too. Yeah. All good. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Since it's ready, Rage Radio. I have Neymar Frenzy. Uh, the Toronto Raptors uh, get it done uh, last night. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, tuning in uh, right now. I see we've got our boy uh, Riggs, who is uh, talking about a uh, little bit of a disagreement that me and Joe Ranieri got into uh, this morning. Um, what was, was it about? Which, uh, well, it was about the Toronto Raptors, of course. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Riggs, uh, Riggs says, Marenzi says uh, the rest of the series is a cakewalk uh, for the Raptors. <laughs> and for the record, I never said the word cakewalk. Uh, words were put in my mouth. Words uh, words were put in my mouth. All I stated was I'm tired of hearing about, ooh, Golden State didn't play well last night. And, ooh, Golden State this and Golden State that. Golden State turned the ball over more than they normally do. They're not going to do that normally. Yeah, they turn the ball over normally than they do because they're playing a better defensive team than they normally do. So, anyways, we're going to get into this. Uh, but uh, it's all good. No blood between uh, me and Ranieri. I didn't realize he was a Raptor yeah. hater like so many people. Yeah. Uh, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh, let's bring uh, Steve Merrill in uh, right now. We'll see where Merrill stands uh, on this. I stand with Steve. What's up, Steve Merrill? I love Toronto last night. Um, not only did I think they're you know as good as the Warriors, they match up well as we saw. They're now three and zero this season against them. But that was one of the biggest public square sides I saw in the entire playoffs game. Um, you looked at some of the sharp offshore books yesterday. Toronto was minus one and a half. If you look at the biggest square book in the world, they were plus one. And if you look at Vegas, they were picking in a lot of locations where there was a lot of public money as well. Um, so yeah, the public was on Golden State seventy percent consensus at covers dot com. The sharp money was on Toronto. Um, I'm very surprised by the game two line, though. You know, normally you would see an, an offset of a couple points for the bounce back, especially with the best team in the league, you know, for several years yeah. now, Golden State, yet the line is higher. So I think the odds makers uh, saw what we all saw, that Toronto was the better team last night. I'm not going to write the Warriors off yet, though. I think it's a tough call in game two, but it'll be very telling if they bounce back like a true, you know, Class A team normally would. Well, this is this is the tough challenge now, isn't it? 
Because as you stated, a lot of people were on the Raptors uh, last night. And, you know, you figured, I, I assume, too, that the number would, would have been the Warriors getting some love in that, man, the Warriors have to win. This is going to be a classic example of this. So as you stated, and we spoke with Teddy this morning, uh, Ted Zavransky, a colleague of yours. Uh, so we spoke with Teddy this morning. And Teddy said, and, you know, I'm not a big fan of the term sharps and squares because the so-called squares win a lot, all right? <laughs> so it's not, the whole sharp and square thing annoys me, especially in the football season. But there, there was definitely, uh, our word, Steve, a dichotomy here coming into this game last night, as you stated. The average public guy, oh, who Raptors suck, Warriors, Warriors, Warriors. Meanwhile, the sharp money and the real bets were all on the Toronto Raptors. Now, I guarantee you, Johnny Public and uh, Susie Housecoat, they're all going to be betting on the Golden State Warriors on Sunday night. Raptors can't win two in a row like this. Warriors in a bounce back. Warriors always come off a loss. Toronto got lucky. Siakam can't score 32. The question is, I know the public is going to go with the Warriors. Which side of the so-called Sharps going to be on, Steve? Well, the public was heavy on the Warriors in game one, and the Sharps were on, on, the, on the Raptors. So that's where that dichotomy was. Um, right now, if you're looking at covers.com, there's a few hundred picks in on the consensus. We'll have a thousand by this weekend. But right now, it's 64% uh, 64% Warriors. It was about 68% Warriors in game one. So I think the public will probably be a little less on them in this game because the public goes by what they just saw. And the, the Raptors led basically the entire game. I think both the public and the Sharps realized that the Raptors were the better team last night. So I think, if anything, the public might back Toronto a little bit more, and that's why they're a two-point favorite. I was surprised. I thought Golden State would be a slight favorite coming off the loss, but I think the fact they were outplayed on the odds makers had no choice but to set the correct line for this game. And this is what the line should have been last night. It should have been at least two or higher. Um, and that's why the sharp money was on Toronto. One thing I'll point out about Golden State, you know, quote-unquote not playing well, both teams shot 39% from three-point range last night. Golden State shot higher from the free-throw line, 93 versus 84. The difference was two-point range. And there's usually not a lot of fluke misses from two-point range, and that's because that's where the Raptors have the edge, and that's very well why they might win this series. So, yeah, Golden State was a nice call from three. They shot 39% just like Toronto and still lost by uh, nine points. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Gabe. Uh, the thing that Gabe and I have been noticing in these series, especially in the NBA, the adjustments to the series price. Once again, Steve, since I did my update at the top, it was a buck fifty. Now it's one forty-five. Golden State started the series three ten. I guess how do you how do you attack this? If you like Golden State, I guess you got to jump on it now. I'm all in with the Raptors, and uh, you know what I mean. If they win Game Two, it's going to be absolutely crazy. They'll be definitely favored. The question is, what will the line be? But uh, can you believe it, Steve? From a minus three ten to a minus one forty five in one game, uh, these uh, playoff overreactions are something else. Yeah, it's funny. I thought of Gabe yesterday when I was looking at the series price because once again we had a situation where we had almost a three to one underdog that was favored in Game One at home, and we talk yeah. about how that you know is rare. And yeah. remember, Gabe, it was the uh, Port, was it the Portland Oklahoma City yeah, yeah. series where that happened yes. in round one? And, and, and also, and out. also, and also, sorry, Steve, it wasn't the same in Game One, but the Portland Oklahoma. And, and, and Milwaukee, Toronto, the two playoff series that have had some whacked out numbers, in my opinion. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, you've got a situation where it just shows how the public was on Golden State. And that's exactly like Cam said, why they were a one to three favorite, because they're the public play in this series. So 
it'll be interesting to see if some of that love goes away and goes to Toronto in game two, but I don't think it'll fully go away. And, you know, as of now, 64% is on GoldenStateCovers.com on the consensus. And the fact that they're still a 145 series favorite and they're a bigger underdog now in game two. So you've got the Warriors have been a dog in both games now. They've been a money line favorite and now they're down 0-1 and they're still a money line series favorite. Um, I think Toronto's got some matchup edges here. The big question for me, guys, is how fast do they rush Durant back? I think he'll probably be back in game three if they lose game two. And I'm not sure that's going to help yeah. the Warriors because I don't think he's fully healthy. I think that's going to disrupt the chemistry. Um, I think either way they've got some problems because I think the matchup problem is the lack of length without Durant, yet you rush him back in the lineup and you have some problems of your own on the other side there because of that. Yeah, Steve, uh, I did well an update. Said. and uh, there's a, The report was saying, Gabe and Steve, I think they're saying game four. It's just a report, yeah. though, right? It's a, it's a report. We don't know. This is 100% I think factual, it's accurate, but... Yeah. I think I, yeah, I I said uh, the report according to the reporter from Yahoo Sports, Steve. Uh, but they were saying game four, and Gabe, you talked about the doctor, like the way he's walking and stuff. Game four still might be a rush back, but if they're down in the series, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna hit the panic button no, but pretty you soon. Know what? Whatever day it was, we had him on the day after the injury. He said best case scenario, he would back, be back midway through the finals. Like, yeah. can you believe it? Game Here we four. are. Yep. And, yeah, he's not He's not going to be 100%, like Steve said. Like, DeMarcus Cousins didn't help him last night. No, he's out no, of shape. Exactly. Yeah, like he's, he's physically, he's Yeah, gassed, Cousins is like a great analogy. Tired. I mean, that's a, yeah. yeah. And I know and it's G- different. Gasol had a big game, but, by the yeah. way. Marcus Gasol had yeah, a big game I, I know, on the other end. You know, it's a big man. I know yeah. Kevin Durant isn't DeMarcus Cousins, but DeMarcus Cousins ain't a scrub for the YMCA guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was an amazing player. <laughs> yeah, guy's an amazing player. You can't just... It's like a fighter. You can't just drop a guy into the NBA Finals against Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry and this defense and stuff and expect, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, you're not playing the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers um, or, you know, the Atlanta Hawks in the middle of November. Oh, we'll ease him into the lineup. Like, this is, this is high-speed, you know, crazy stuff. But there's such a fine line uh, for the Raptors because, as you stated, Steve, I see a lot of matchup uh, advantages for them on the floor. They took advantage of some of these last night. Siakam schooling Draymond like that was shocking. And I don't know if that I don't know if that's going to happen again, but I could see other matches that they could come up with. Kawhi really didn't go off last night. But it's going to be tough to win in, in, in like the whole momentum changes if Golden State wins Sunday. And then Toronto's got to go to Oakland and possibly be down 3-1 coming back to Toronto again. It's almost a must-win situation again for the Toronto Raptors, Steve, on Sunday night to win the series. In my opinion, they have to win. And I said this before the series started. If they're going to win, they need to win both games at home, bro. How about this is interesting also. I mean, if if Durant's definitely gone next year, Golden State doesn't care about rushing him back. I think it's probably more in Durant if he wants to come back or not. You know, because normally you'd worry about your franchise for years to come. You know, if you're down 0-3, do you bring them back game four? Of course not. If you're Golden State, he never plays for you again. You know, maybe you don't care as much. <laughs> That's very again, good point, Steve. You're right back with Steve Merrill. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
a couple of uh, stuff here with Steve Merrill, PostMedical.com. I've got the busy show. Uh, Babano will join us in Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. In the 5 o'clock hour, we spoke with Coach Nick, B-Ball Breakdown. Uh, we'll get a uh, an unbiased, neutral sort of uh, X and O opinion of the series so no one gets uh, mad and starts yelling at each other. And um, I don't know what it is, Cam. Like, something something <laughs> yeah, about the Raptors. It so, is. Like, you turn it's into like, – it, like, yes, you know, it's like – it's like, Gabe, I know you for a long time. When you start to put fruit in your drinks, things change. When somebody talks Raptors, you kind of get that vein going in your head. It's like, okay, okay, I'm listening. The Buffalo Bills kind of give you that vein, but I think the Raptors, it's a, it's a straight-on blood boil. Fair? Well, because the Bills, the Bills, it's hard for me <laughs> to defend them. The Raptors, it's, it's like, I can defend them. Yeah. Yeah. Good well, point. but I was going to say, I was going to say that – it's like if the Leafs were winning, and there's just so mm. many haters. I don't know what it is. There's yeah, so many there's haters a lot out. of haters. A lot of haters. Uh, a lot of haters. Stop drinking the haterade, people. Yeah, um, like the, this team hasn't done anything in 25. Like, be happy. Like, what? what's the deal? Golden State, every year you get a big, big championship ring. You get everything. It's like, why would you be ask, hating on Toronto? What have they ever done? What have right, they done right, to you? All right, so let's go to, uh, let's go to the Poconos. Uh, right now, Steve. Um, yeah, you and I have talked about this. Um, not exactly the most exciting race on the NASCAR circuit, but uh, nevertheless, uh, what's your take on uh, Pocono? Oh, evidently uh, we've I, lost uh, Steve Merrill. I think he gone, but uh, we we're off yeah. to such a good start too. Kyle Busch, the favorite, plus 275. Your boy Truex Gabe at a smooth 5-1. to one. Logano, 6. Kevin Harvick, 6. Keselowski, 6. Chase Elliott, 10. Who's on your radar, Marenzi? I'm going to tell Micah Roberts. This guy always wins. Uh, Ryan Blaney, 20-1. to one. Ooh, I like that. You're good digging a little deeper with the Bla- yeah, yeah. Blaney. Yeah, on Mr. Green, he's 14-1. Uh, to one. But, uh, yeah, I like those Basically, odds. Yeah. 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 Well, again, this is the, a top five or something, top ten. Yeah, he's the seventh five. pick. Seventh pick on the board. Bush, Truex, Logano, Harvick, Keselowski, Elliott, then Blaney in the seven hole. I'm just wondering right now. I wish, like, we had, like, a computer that could answer everything right now. We could ask. Uh, like, where Alexa. Did, where, did, where did Steve Yeah, go? like, what happened to Steve Merrill? <laughs> <laughs> was it on, was it on Merrill or was it on Yang? Was that, like, uh... I'm, I'm, and uh, I'm not Yang, but our system. I don't know. It's, no, it's I, had, like I, still, I had Steve still there, so when you uh, asked to speak to him, I didn't hear respond. And, um, I right away uh, dropped the call, calling back, but he reset the phones. Waste no time. Got him right back on right yeah. now. I like I Yang when you get him to backpedal. Yeah, you, you just confused us with, like, he answered both sides. He's good it. on so it. Let's get like, to- if I was a lawyer and yeah. Yang was on the, like, he, in the defense, he'd just start talking about something and go, I don't know what you. Are you trying to pull a fast one by me, sir? What the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Yango talking. I'm like, did he answer Harlem. your question? It's I'm the Harlem in him. No, I know. He's just like, He's I don't even grifter. know what he just said. Yeah, like, and, and like. No, I'm saying, I, I Steve you, was still there, but I couldn't yeah, hear him, so I just reset the phones uh, yeah, and called him right, back. Right, right, oh, right, fair right. enough, fair enough. What's the grip? I'm sure, 
I'm sure some NYPD uh, officers have looked at you with a crooked eye before Yank thinking, what the hell is this kid saying? Yeah, I, I learned to keep my mouth shut, man. As soon as I start talking, they just take me in like, what the hell this guy just said? Put cuffs on him. Good point, Yang. <laughs> All right, Steve Merrill. All right, we got a couple of minutes with Merrill here. Um, Steve Poconos, not the most exciting NASCAR race, but it's a race. Uh, what's your take <laughs> before we get you out of here? Yeah, you know, you know, so I thought about you when the uh, series price was different than the game one favorite. I think of you every time I see Pocono on the schedule as well, because you tell that story about your buddy who made the mistake of making his first NASCAR experience the Pocono race, which is just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The track is it's so bad, it doesn't even have four turns. You know it's bad when it's you track's a, a triangle. So. It's so, there's, there's no it's banking, in the middle three of like, turns. Yeah, there's, there's no, like, you're in the woods. The track's in yeah. the middle of the woods. Track is 2.5 miles. So imagine sitting in the grandstand too. camp. You're, you're you're looking at the other. You're looking two miles away. It's like, oh, all right, yeah. here they come. Oh yeah, you could nod. You could nod off. Oh there, there. He's What's yeah, going yeah, on? Oh, okay. So. <laughs> all right. So I was saying, I was saying, Micah Roberts, uh, guy lives in Vegas. He's a great, uh, great NASCAR, um, great NASCAR capper, and uh, he's throwing out Ryan Blaney in the twenty to one uh, range uh, here. Steve, what do you think about Blaney's chances this week? Yeah, Mike knows his stuff, and I'm on board with that as well. That was one of the drivers I was going to mention. First of all, Kyle Busch dominates his track. Um, he's led each of the last four races. He's won two of those four. Truex Jr. won one last year that Busch didn't win. These have been the two most dominant drivers, as we've seen all season long. So Kyle Busch and Truex Jr., your two favorites for good reason. Kevin Harvick has been good here as well, but the Harvick team just doesn't seem to quite have it. He won eight races last year, and he's yet to win this year. Um, so I'm kind of keeping him out until I see something. Ryan Blaney has led the most laps, 359 this year of any driver not to win a race. And he got his career win, his first career win here in 2017, another race that Kyle Busch did not win. So, yeah, I'm on board with Blaney, especially at 20 to 1. Um, some good value there. And by the way, Keselowski and Logano, they've each won a race here as well, and they've been dominant pretty much all season as well on the other tracks. Yeah, but this can sometimes be a fuel mileage race, guys. Don't forget it because it is so long and flat and boring. Yeah. Busher as a win here. I think it was a rain-shortened one that got him into the chase a couple years ago. So we have seen some strange things happen here as well. I'm seeing some nice data here, too, for another uh, driver here, Steve. We'll get you out of here in a minute. Is uh, Daniel Suarez. He's a big, big uh, long shot here, uh, but he's got a second-place finish at Pocono before. Yeah, and the reason, Gabe, is because this race is a little bit like a road course. It's a very flat track. You know, Daytona and Talladega are two-and-a-half miles with huge banking. This is eight degree banking. Daytona is like 35 degrees. So this is almost like a road course where you shift. Suarez has a road background. He's a good gear shifter, so that works for him. Keep in mind, though, he was on the Gibbs team when he ran well here, which is now Truex, yeah. Kyle Bush, and oh, by the way, Denny Hamlin has won four times on this track. So take it with a little bit of grain of salt, but he is a good road course racer, so it might translate still. Kurt Bush, also three career wins here. He's been solid. Great insight uh, from Steve Merrill, prosportsinfo.com. You can find him over at uh, Covers Experts. Uh, as well. Thanks for taking the time to be with us, Steve. Thanks, guys. Steve, Thanks, Steve. Uh, Steve Merrill. Yeah. Excellent uh, breakdown from Steve. Good gear shifter. Like that. He's a good gear shifter. I don't know if that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's something you want to be called. Yeah. Hey, what's your strength? Oh, I'm a great gear shifter. Well, what, what about. Uh, no, like, you know, the term. Do you know the term gearbox? <laughs> yeah, gearbox. That's Richard Gardner's favorite term. That guy, when he used to freak out, he goes, that guy's such a gearbox. 
That was his favorite thing. Kind of like, yeah, like get bent. I use gearbox. Yeah, I think. But a gearbox is pretty important in the car game. Like, you know, to be a gearbox, it's pretty useful. We've got Richard Garner joining us. (laughs) Sounds good. Join us in the six six o'clock hour. Surprise guest, Yang. And uh, I'm still not sure what Yang said. I'm I'm not sure if Yang said that. Basically, yeah, yeah, he was there, and I hung up on him. And then he goes, we reconnected. So I'm yes. thinking, is that sort of fancy speak for him saying, no, I, didn't I say hung he- up on him, and I called him back? Well, Or, like, basically went, like, both ways here. Like, even Cam caught on. Like like you said, Cam, it's like even, the yokel. That's about, you think he's Cam dumb, but he's no, playing. I hear he's playing. <laughs> And he's yeah. like, well, I don't know what you mean by that, officer. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And Yang's just like, like talking I don't and, have, yeah. he knows what's going know on, but he, yeah. yeah. Basically, he's afraid to say, Gabe, this is what, what happens. Happened, so he'll give you, he'll give you a song and dance to hope you forget what about happened? it. Nah, man. I just said, uh, like, Steve wasn't responding. So what I did was, like, I saw him still, like, on the, on the call log, but he wasn't responding. So, like, what I did was I hung up on him and reset the phones and then called him back, and he was able to get through. Does the call log have right. a light? No, it just uh, we just see that he's there, like you know, and, and on the call. So, like he wasn't responding. I figured, like you know, maybe something disconnected there for some reason. So I just reset the phone. You know what I think we need? We need a camera on the pit. Nah, man, I don't want no camera on me there, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we I need a camera. I didn't so want like- one on. I didn't want one on me, Yang. But sometimes you don't get what you what you pay for. You think I want to? See, see people when I'm sweating doing my updates. I'll be joking. like a deer caught That's in the life. headlights looking at the camera with my eyes yeah. wide open, like yeah, looking well. like Adam Gates yeah, yeah. at his press conference. Oh, so right. we can look in. Like, I wish I had control of the button. I could just check in. What's going on in the pit anyways? Me, yeah, what's you know, hit the button cam. Different and, like, colors? Hmm, Yang does that cam. mean drop call? Okay. Let's go, let's go to the Yang cam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh... So, uh, yeah, we got a busy show, uh, but Bano's going to join us uh, a little bit later on. Might be look uh, for some NASCAR racing. Um, you know, we got no hockey uh, tonight, no basketball tonight. Uh, well, I, I apologize. There is basketball. There's WNBA basketball yeah. tonight. But I don't know if I have the, uh, I don't know if I have the, the guts to bet on that game. Yeah, yeah, I would... Uh... I don't know, really, uh, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do, but you doubled your account by betting on the Raptors. It would seem foolish to just throw it on a WNBA game when you have a handle on this series. And, you know, I didn't listen if to I my own it. advice again. You know, I was I hit everything in the NBA, and I you told me, Cam, are you going to bet on baseball? I said just a little bit. If I didn't bet on baseball, I would have had a huge economic uh, windfall evening because I had first quarter, first half Raptors all over the board. But good old baseball, you know? Like that's the thing. Other than Ugh. the Dodgers, yeah, it's it's just too much, man. It's too much. I can't deal with these pitchers. Uh, the leads. It's just it's so many things going on. Managers they overreact to every little thing. Like let your guy, your guys doing okay. Just let them go a few more pitches, man. New guy comes in, ding, 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 ding. It's a nightmare, Gabe. I'm done. You know what? I'm still betting it, but your point, very low units. I can't. I couldn't believe it last night. You're like Raptors first quarter. Raptors first half, Raptors game, and you're like, Seattle Mariners, Texas Rangers. I'm like, I even said to you, I'm like, what, Cam? I said, you're betting baseball? 
Yeah, yeah, Gabe. Yeah. I, 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 like, I like baseball. <laughs> Thank God for the Dodgers. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Raptors and uh, Warriors off until uh, Sunday night. Uh, we'll get back into the basketball a little bit uh, later on. Uh, but, Cam, I was so caught up in the basketball last night and all day. I didn't bet anything else. And you betting on baseball, you know, I feel the same way. Actually, it pissed me off. I've been talking about this all the time with the props, about the numbers are too sharp. Whatever, man. I hit the Van Fleet prop over eight and a half, but. Draymond yeah. Green, 10 and a half. He gets 10 rebounds, you know? Yep. Uh, Curry Curry gets to 34 instead of 31 and a half. And same thing, it cut into my profit. It's like you. I had Raptors first quarter, Raptors first half. I had first half under. I had Raptors money line. You know, it would have been, like, really epic. But, oh, I got to bet the props, too. So I'm done with these freaking props. Betting the games. Or I'm going to sprinkle on props, go real low. If I really like some prop, there's a low number, like a Danny Green over six and a half or a Van Fleet. Over eight and a half, but even then, I'm so I'm just so done with these effing props. But I was so caught up with uh, with the Raptors, I didn't realize that the NHL suspended this Sunquist dude. Oh yeah, it's 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 in, it's it's insane to me, and people aren't even. That, are we are we watching this the Twilight it. Zone? Are they, I, are I don't they, know what are the rules Yeah, I feel like it, I almost feel like Robert Kraft. Like, did he slip into the? To the room, the NHL room in Toronto. Hey guys, how you doing? It's Bob. You want to go to Zanzibar? Like I don't know what's going on here. It was a call where the guy leaned into the check and hits, and he gets a game for that. You got a game for that? Like I've seen guys who are slew footing guys don't even get penalties on the play. I don't know what's up or down anymore. The fact that that guy suspended is ridiculous. He's probably one of the most improved players too. This hurts St. Louis a lot, but the good news is they have depth. That's one thing about that team. I hope Thomas can come back. Uh, Vince Dunn, we don't know about his facial laceration, but unbelievable, Gabe. I, I, you could get a two-minute penalty on the play that wasn't even the player's fault who hit him, and you get suspended for that? That's nuts. All right, let me, uh, Yang, um, I'm going to send you over something here, buddy. Give me a minute to get this uh, here. going to have to check in, uh, see what the Don has to say. The Don? I miss Don Cherry's uh, crazy rants. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> hey, Don did a good job. He's right. You know who I get? One. You know who I get in between the periods? Yeah, you get Milbury. And you get... Uh, uh, I'm going to say his nickname. You know who he is right away. Lurch. Oh, yeah, Lurch. You get Jonesy. Jonesy. <laughs> I like Jones. Hey, did you work with Keith Jones? You worked with all these guys, I met him. Right? I yeah. met him before. Yeah, Lurch. Yeah, he's got... Think about those old NHLers that people don't know. Like, those are the type of guys you want, like, in, like, a bar fight. You could, like, break a table over Jones's head, and you go, oh, you're, you're what? Yeah. Like, these guys, it's like when I met Dennis Potman. I told you. <laughs> Mike, Mike Bossy was pimping chips for uh, for Humpty Dumpty. He's having a dart outside, and Dennis Potman comes in. He's like, are you guys, are we going to go for a real sandwich at Chopsies? 
I go, sounds great. <laughs> I haven't had a I haven't had a real deli sandwich in years. He's like, good, because we go when we're in Toronto, we eat at Shopsies. And I go, I like Shopsies too. Great hot dogs. And then I shake his hand, Gabe, and literally went <laughs> it was like just breaking up rocks. It was like sand. <laughs> Those old guys, they got mitts of steel, man. I'm still I'm still laughing at you I just picture like you hit lurch over the head. With yeah, like you a go, stool in a bar. He wouldn't notice. Oh, what, 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 yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like I, those hockey guys are tough, man. Like they are tough because his nails, like they're just built differently. They don't feel pain. It's kind of weird, man. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don, Don, the coach's corner, he did have a rant about it, and Don Cherry was dead on about he's it. He's right. Man. Like I was watching. Yeah, of course he's right. He's wrong about I've the Carolina said this. Game, but he's right. Yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, exactly. I've said this a million times about Don Cherry. I said when it comes to his hockey takes, he's right. His his X's and O's and about kids, you can't come down on the weak side because this is what bad is going to happen to you. You know, Don Cherry's been preaching this for 20 years. Yep. Don't stop with your back before the boards. Another like, one. I mean, when your like, goaltender sees the puck, don't stretch out your stick to impede the goaltender. Yes. He's already yes. got a line on the puck. He's got a oh, line got, on it. Yeah, like yeah, he's on top of this stuff. Like he knows. Trust me. Like he's like Don Cherry knows hockey. All right. Where he gets goofy is when he starts talking about, you know, real world stuff and <laughs> fan yeah. and you know what I mean. Like <laughs> the best was yes. for the for the Kentucky Derby Northern Dancer. I'll tell you, Ron. <laughs> <Like> Northern <laughs> Dancer. What are you talking about? The Queen's Plate. It was the best. Ron's Tell just sitting there going, Northern Dancer. Tell people, though, when you saw you saw him at, at the oh, pharmacy. Yeah. Got, yeah, oh, man. Like, it's like, are these almonds or cashews? What do you say to you? Yeah, oh, it's it all, was crazy. Game. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Almost like oh, he's all yes, discombobulated. Yes, it was wild, man. I was, like, literally living in a hotel doing that Journey of the Cup, and they flew in Cherry for the Stanley Cup final, and we're in Vancouver, and he's at the – we're all out media. We're all at the same hotel. He's in like slippers and like a robe, and he's at like the convenience store. He's like, "Hey, hey!" And he's like, kind of wobbly. He's like, "Are these cashews or or peanuts?" I'm like, uh, "Those are pistachios." Whatever. Like, he was having a real problem with with the nuts, right? Like, he was looking for a specific kind, and he wasn't having any of it. But uh, then again, people were like, kind of t- treating him like the old grandfather. You know what I mean? Hey, let's do pictures and stuff. The guy just kind of wanted to get some nuts and like get get back to the room, you know. But, yeah, like, it must take all of his power to do that hit because, man, he looked uh, pretty beat down when I saw him. And I don't know what that feels like. Yeah, they got to get they get him ready. They get him ready. Uh, they prop him up. Yeah, yeah they, they, get him, they, they get him ready. Um, all right, I apologize. It's taking me a minute here. I'm getting Googled and Gmailed uh, to death here. Of course you are. Of course you are. Uh, F off. Now they want to text me. Uh, oh, God. God. All right, Yang. Um I'm going to send this to your DM, Yang, on Twitter. Gotcha. 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 And for the record, too, we have to clear it, too. It's Yang, not Yang. Yang. Yeah, Yang. Yang. Uh, Just for a lot of of people. uh, Yang has has a big fan club, right? But we just want people to be aware. Of course he does. Jesse Lapine is a big. he's, He's putting Yang in a lot of beautiful stuff. Great, great yeah. stuff. Lucky Luciano. Uh, I like that a lot. That sounds like a great horse name. Here's Lucky Luciano coming down the stretch. Oh, like yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, he's doing it works for everything. Lucky Luciano. Except sometimes when I produce the show, I'm unlucky Luciano. Yeah, you know, that's just the way it works, pal. You know, we all, you know. Uh, that's all good. It's hard to get excited. Yeah, yeah. That Gabe like popped that popped that ego real quick and shit. You know, it's hard to get excited. Gabe's <laughs> kind of old school, Yang. He likes, uh, sometimes he likes a complete game. He's not going to give you a standing O for five innings of uh yeah, I think, I, think, I think that's why I fumble the ball sometimes and shit. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm you're getting, thinking, you're I'm about to get a rave review. Think. I don't know what kind of review I'm going to get from uh, from Gabe. I don't know if I'm getting a text yeah. with all caps or like, you know, so I fumble, right. I fumble. I don't know how to how to act there, buddy. Yeah. You know what the problem hey, is? You don't got to think about what Gabe's doing. <laughs> you got to think about busting through the line and getting to the end zone, brother. Yeah, nah, bust through the line, but then, you know, it's always that, that side view. You always take your eye off to see what's that on the yeah, side. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. He's trying to tell you to avoid you. Stop looking at the hot chicks in the stands. Cross the line. Cross the get line. Get yeah. over the line, baby. All right, all right. Uh, if you can, yeah, you're doing a great job. Uh, if you, you are. can. Excellent, excellent uh, work today. If you can play. I, I, I got you the video going. Uh, it's just some audio here. If you can play in a second, let us know when you got it ready. And uh, we're here, Don Cherry, because I couldn't have said it. Uh, listen, couldn't say it anybody myself. He said it. You don't have to be Don Cherry to see this. Number one, the guy in the Bruins is Grizzly guy, smaller than Sunquist. I know. So his his head was just there. Number two, the guy's an idiot and sort of baited Sunquist into it, and he knew what was coming, and he turned his head sideways and lowered his head for some reason. And number three. His skate got sort of caught like it was like an awkward sort of. You'll notice his left foot sort of got stuck in the ice a bit. Buddy Sundquist had no time to turn away. Yeah, you could say, oh, he could have turned away. The guy's not driving a car in the suburbs trying to miss a baby carriage here. All right? Played the Boston Bruins for the Stanley Cup. It was a clean hit. It shouldn't have even been a freaking penalty. All right? It shouldn't have even been a penalty. Yang, roll the tape. You never, ever go in the corners like this. He didn't mean to hit him. He was just finishing his check. This is a penalty here. Look how he goes in head first. He's just asking for it. I mean, I don't blame the guy. I mean, he just finished his check. He didn't mean to hit him in the head. You never go in the corner like that. You never, ever do it like that. You're just asking for it. And this is the old deal with the helmet on. Remember, Nick and I were talking. You didn't have, you'd have your head on a swivel. You'd never go in like that. Anyhow, that's a one shot. You know, and it's not the only, I, I'm with you, Don. Two is uh, okay by me. The other hit was Carlo got it early in the period. Sammy Blay lined him up and kind of got him in the numbers as well, but it's a bang-bang play, and they're clearly... Well, they're, they're, they're banging this. This is a playoff. Just a goal like this. They're trying to get back from last year, right. or last game. And like, see how he's got his head turned? Never do that, kids. And You're too far just out. asking for it. All right, all right, let's go. All right, let's go. Good job, let's yeah. Let's go. Yep. Don, Don so Cherry's true. on top of his game there. It's true. He brought Never up a lower great your head, point. A great point. In the old days when you didn't have helmets, if you did that, you'd be absolutely yeah. cruised. Like, you, you, you look. You're like, ding, ding, ding. Those guys protected each other because they knew if he came in like that, he'd be dead. So, you know what? It's unbelievable, man. I don't understand how the, the only reason. Getting... Oh, and, and, uh, the only reason this happened. You thought Bruins exactly couldn't be loved the Bruins anymore. I know. Tom so Bruin he's fair. Mr. Bruin. That's, yes. Exactly. That's when you That's know how he, good it yeah. is. He wants yeah, I got Bruins. Bruin fans. I got Bruin fans now suddenly turning it on me saying, oh, Don Cherry hasn't been seen us. Uh, Don Cherry hasn't made sense in 10 years. 
What, now you Bruin fans, you say it doesn't make sense suddenly? Come on. Don Cherry loves you guys. You know, who do you think Don Cherry's pulling for? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Don Cherry loves the Bruins. He's just calling it like it is. You know, you know why? Because Don, as much as a homer as he is for the Leafs and the Bruins, is he hates this, like, new school pansy stuff, right? Of he does. He does. So, and he'd rather be real about it than hide, like, protect his own team. Because get this. The Bruin players are upset now at Don Cherry because he said he deserved it. Yeah. Or what was the exact quote? He brought it upon himself or he deserved it? What did he say? No, he kind of said he deserved it, which, quote, asking for it. He was asking asking for it. He was asking for it. You don't crouch in that style going into the boards that way. It's the first thing you learn in hockey. You don't go in like that. And if you're going to get hit, you lean up against the boards with your body so the other guy bounces off of you. You don't leave your head that far away from the glass. Like a stooge. I'm with you. He, he baited him. He, he wanted did. to take a penalty. You ended well, up getting your yes. shoulder separated. Good for you. Yeah, I agree. 100%. It was a bait job. And, uh, yeah. you know, it was a bait I, car. I, I, bait car. <laughs> bait. Take the bait. It was. Yeah, so, I know. And if, Cher- if Cherry's going to be fi- like that way to the Bruins, then you know how he really feels about it. And, uh, it's unbelievable, though. Like, these guys get all the, like, I don't understand how a Bruin fan could complain, people. Like, what do you want? So, Kadri gets suspended. Your guys in the first series or whatever doing all sorts of dirty stuff. Nobody gets, like, you've done plays that were, as like, so much dirtier, and nobody's been suspended one game. Who on this team's getting suspended? Nobody. That's who. Right, Gabe? You've seen the, you've, I've watched every single minute of this damn playoff. Every single minute. I don't understand how a guy gets suspended, but whatever. I, I is an important player too. He's in a very no. important player. He's been playing really good for those guys. So, yeah, but next man up, Blues have been great yeah, at next that. Man, next man up, next man up. I agree. I agree. Got to get next man. You know what up. I like? I just enjoyed watching the Bruins. Like it wasn't just that hit cam. There was other plays you could see the Bruins. Like ah, oh, like they were in pain after ah, oh, after the hits. You're right. The Blues are like a, they're like Brock Lesnar, bro. They just land elbows on you and like. After a couple of games, the Blues are going to pummel up tomorrow night. It's slow I'm not submission. A route of this game, but yeah, they're going to get them. They know it hurt. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thank you very much, Yang. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. All right, this is just too awesome. And pretty freaking ballsy. And to be honest, I'm not really sure it's going to help them sell shoes <laughs> in, in this neighborhood. But Oh, I know exactly I just what you're saying. This. And thanks yeah. to Pete for, for the link. Great job, Pete. Thanks for sending this stuff in. The New Balance has a billboard. All along Oakland highways this morning. Yeah, the King awesome. of the North is coming with a picture of Kawhi Leonard, and it's like says Orlando, 
X. Philadelphia, crossed out. Milwaukee, crossed out. And it says Golden State, X. Um, <laughs> this is some hardcore stuff. Like, I got to tell you, for an organization, and there's one thing I say, well, people don't like the Raptors and stuff. But for a team that's never won before, like, the Raptors aren't shying away from this moment, are they, Cap? Like, they're... Like no, everyone, they're like they're, they're confident. There's billboards. Drake called Draymond like trash last night. He goes, "You're trash" after the game. Like it's getting real already. And you notice a pattern here. We can't just say it's the other teams. Let's just be real. Like the Raptors rub people the wrong way. They Drake do. rubs people the wrong way. The Ooh. Raptor base and the crowd and just the everything and the Kawhi Leonard stuff and the King of the North and the We Are the North. I think it's starting to piss people off that are, you know, look, 47 of the 50 states are are loving this stuff. But I like the way that the Raptors aren't rolling over here yet. I've never seen anything like this. Like, I don't even know if I'm the Raptors, if I like this, actually, the New Balance did this because this is pretty freaking bold, bro. Like, I've never seen someone put a billboard up, a shoe company, and the other towns, the other team city that are like one of the best. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Oh, Curry's trying to play us. Yeah, Screw you, Curry. There, yeah. Hey, everybody, Cam Stewart here with the Fantasy like the Sports Radio News Update. Golden Curry. State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr confirming Kevin Durant out for Sunday's Game 2 of the NBA Final against Toronto. Durant now supposed to return midway through the series. Reports today indicate Game 4 is the most logical option. This according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. Kevin Durant hasn't played since May 8th. The Warriors have now lost their last four NBA Finals games without Durant, dating back to 2016. Game two at Scotiabank Place, Toronto, 8 o'clock. Man, I wish we can get this thing going on Saturday, but it's Sunday. And Toronto, a two-point favorite in this game. A little bit surprising line there. Thought it would be maybe a pick Total set at 215. Updated series price. Warriors minus 145. Raptors plus 135. The Toronto Raptors have won five straight games overall. 9-2 and two at home in the playoffs, including 8-3 and three ATS on their home floor. Round two of the Memorial Tournament from Yearfield Village in Dublin, Ohio. Uh, it's in full swing. Troy Merritt in the clubhouse right now, nine under. Cage Lee, he is nine under as well. Uh, Jordan Spieth making a little bit of a move. He was struggling, then he got it back together. He is eight under, just one shot off the pace. Lots of good players at seven. Patrick Cantley, Adam Scott, uh, Ricky Fowler to name a few. Current cut line plus one, and uh, Matt Kuchers ended at plus three. He gone. And Tony Finau, he gone as well, a plus seven. Very disappointing tournament. French Open, Roger Federer's 400th Grand Slam match. A confident straight set win over Casper Ruud. Federer becomes the first man or woman to reach the century mark. Uh, and uh, his record at the biggest tournaments, incredible, guys. 345 and 55. Nadal and Djokovic also threw. Big upset on the ladies' side. Number one, thir- number 31 seed Petra Martic took out number two seed Petra Pliskova in straight set 6-3, 6-3. NFL news, former NFL North rival Gerald McCoy visiting the Carolina Panthers today. It says uh, he could take a weekend before he picks a team to play for. McCoy already having visits with the Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens prior to the Panthers. He spent nine seasons with the Bucks before parting ways with them. Kansas City announcing Damian Williams as the unquestioned number one starting running back. 
After the release of Kareem Hunt in November, Williams started the final four games of the regular season. He was on fire, scoring six, six touchdowns, averaging 5.1 yards per carry. He added two touchdowns in the playoffs as well. Let's remember Casey adding Carlos Hyde in free agency, and they drafted Darwin Thompson in the sixth round of this year's NFL draft. We just talked about this one too. Blues forward Oscar Sundquist been suspended one game for boarding Boston defenseman Matt Grizzlick. Surprising suspension. Uh, it happened in game two. Grizzlick got knocked out of the game. Stanley Cup final Saturday night in St. Louis. St. Louis minus 120 total five. This best of seven series tied. Boston minus 130 in the series. Blues plus 120. The NHL has also cleared Washington Capitals forward at Jenny Kuznetsov after the league investigation into a video with lines of white powder and a bill in it. We'll call it Coke Gate. Kuznetsov was uh, not doing anything in the video, but the product and dollar bill, obviously cocaine and a uh, dollar bill rolled up like a straw was beside him, but uh, nothing happened. There was no shots of him doing anyway. He's acquitted 70 points and 50 assists in three of his last four seasons with the Capitals. The Jets, they're looking to uh, maybe package a trade or to shipping or reportedly shopping a talented blue liner, Jacob Truba. He won't come cheap. The SEC conference is going to lift its ban on stadium-wide alcohol sales. Effective August the 1st, the SEC, one of only one of five major conferences to outlaw alcohol sales in general seating areas. Alcohol sales are limited to beer and wine as well. No spirits, no vendors too, nobody going through the stadium. you got to go up and get your booze yourself. And individual schools still have the authority to decide to either sell or ban alcohol. They're in or they're out. Busy Friday night in the MLB we got 15 games on the board. We'll start things off with the 7.05 action. We'll go through them all tonight. We got San Francisco per minus 120 at Baltimore. The over-under in this game is nine. We got Pomeranz versus Kashner. Boston at the Yankees. Yankees minus 125, nine and a half. Good pitching matchup, too. Sale versus half. And we have the Milwaukee Brewers laying 20 cents at Pittsburgh, nine and a half. Shasin versus Archer. Two more at 710. We got Washington minus 115 at Cincy. Total nine, Corbin and Maley. So we'll go through all the baseball board in the six o'clock hour here on the show. Busy, busy night. We got 15 games on the go. So yeah, it's a baseball betting night. And also two games on the CFL exhibition front tonight. Interesting stuff. We got uh, Winnipeg. They're playing host to Edmonton Bombers minus five and a half over under 48 and a half. Then at 930, we got Saskatchewan and Calgary. Stampeders minus three and a half total. 49 and a half Champions League soccer Saturday afternoon game time 3 o'clock Eastern Liverpool the favorite in this game at minus 110 Tottenham they're plus 340 and the draw after 90 minutes and injury time is plus 260 I'm Cam Stewart stay tuned Gabe Morenci hosts hour two of Red Heat and Rage Radio we have Bobano stopping by thanks to Steve Merrill for coming by so keep it locked Red Heat and Rage Radio hour two coming up next all you have to decide what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Game time time decisions. decisions. All right, level two. Game time decisions. Radio, I'm A sunny day uh, in New York uh, right now. That's a good thing for people that uh, want to see Chris Sale and uh, Jay Happ. Uh, throw it down to tonight. Boston Red Sox minus 160 at the New York Yankees. Number seems uh, pretty high, even with Chris Sale uh, on the bump uh, here this evening. We'll run through the baseball uh, games on the card uh, tonight. Uh, we've got WNBA action. We'll get you up to date as far as the uh, the Champions League uh, odds. 
Uh, we'll check in uh, with the memorial. In fact, why don't we check in with the memorial right now, uh, Cam? I'm sure you're, you're monitoring the situation. What's going on? Of course, Gabe, always monitoring the situation right now. So KH Lee, nine under. He's in the clubhouse now. He just finished seconds ago. Merritt, Troy Merritt, nine under. So those are the leaders right now. Jordan Spieth, he three. Martin Keimer making a little bit of a move. He's eight under. And guys at seven under, this is the who's who of golf right now. Patrick Cantlay in at seven under. Emiliano Grio, seven under. Yeah, he shows up this week when we don't have him. Adam Scott, seven under. And the important one that we both have, too, Ricky Fowler, seven under. Lots of guys at six under, including Xander Shoffley, too. So we're going to have a great weekend. Justin Rose is making the biggest move of the day, Gabe. He is eight under on the day, five under on the tournament. He started today plus three, two shots off the cut. He's eight under through 14 holes, moving from 74th to 14th place. That's your golf update. Whoa. Justin Rose is the man, I'm telling you. He's so good. So good. He is. But, you know, if he was American, he'd get he'd get more love. Oh, um, for sure he would. For sure he would. I was talking with Feinberg earlier in the week, and he's like, oh, he tries too hard, and he has too many sponsors, and there's something about him I don't like. He's too, like, robotic. And and I told him, I said, you're a big Ricky and Dustin fanboy. You, you know, Justin Rose actually is like a deadly assassin out there. You know, it is funny, though, when you see Justin Rose. He almost looks like a NASCAR driver now, Cam. He's got so many sponsors. <laughs> It's true. And, I, I, hey, I don't got a problem with it, too. Like, like you know, he's got some interesting, uh, you know, European sponsors, some Asian sponsors. Hey, Gabe, you know what? I'd make my golf bag like a NASCAR bag, too. He's got mouths to feed. Hell, he's doing MasterCard commercials with Tom Watson. The money, the checks are rolling in. I got no problem with it. Rosie wants to make lots of bread. What do you, you know what? Don't, I'm surprised Feinberg uh, doesn't like, uh, well, what's not to like about uh, Justin Rose? Why, the fact that he grinds out top fives and tens almost every single week the problem with the only the only flaw if you're going to look at the guys as a golfer he doesn't start well if he could learn how to actually you're shoot right. like even right. par instead of four or five over he would be unstoppable i've never seen a player be like eight shots back ten shots back after round one and finish second in a golf tournament that's justin rose's mo i'll be taking it when they go to uh to the open though yes he's gonna be in the mix yeah. he will be he's gonna be right Always there yeah mix. Top 10, that the crop almost don't go long. Babana will join us next, and we'll talk to Stanley Cup. We'll give you the updated MVP odds uh, for the uh, NBA Finals. Well. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decision continues. Live, live update, Gabe Tiger Woods just double bogeyed from four under to two under. That's going to hurt. Double bogey for uh, Tiger Woods. All right, um, so uh, we've got uh, Anthony Joshua and uh, Ruiz from MSG uh, tomorrow night as well. Uh, nothing wrong with uh, a big fight night at uh, MSG. Uh, problem is... 
Joshua is like a 40 to 1 favorite. So, what the hell are you going to do with that? Uh, speaking of odds, we'll get into the odds of the um, MVP for the NBA Finals. Let's bring Babano in right now. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. What's going on, Babano? Cam's golf talk is getting me fired up for that Canadian Open next weekend. Uh, something that they can check off the bucket list. Ian finally going to a PGA event. I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. You know what, oh, Babano? What, what, I might what, meet you there. It's right, near, it's right in Babano's backyard. Hamilton Golf and Country Club, Gabe. You know, he's a Tiger Cat guy. Short little trip from Dundas to the Hammer. Babano's there. What day? Yeah, I mean, this Babano? is a... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be set there on the Saturday. I think the third round is when me and my buddies are going to be there. We got the all-day pass. I think they've got a concert that for the uh, Glorious Sons, which is a uh, rock band that we're all fans of as well. We enjoy that stuff. So be watching that after the uh, golf ends. So it's going to be a good Saturday next weekend. I'm looking forward to it. A PGA party, Cam. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been to the Canadian Open many times. I don't think I can make it probably. I think I'm working seven days a week now. But I'll never forget, Gabe. I had... Uh, I had a uh, member, former Swede. Uh, he's just working his way back on tour. Freddie Jakobsen. He was leading by like three shots at Glen Abbey. Had him at 200 to one. Guy puts puts one in the bunker, hits the bunker face. He's gagging. He's like a triple ball. I got Freddie. What's going on, man? Come on, you. I will try to do better for you. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the best. <laughs> I'm like, this guy could tell me that ball. I'm like, well, okay, just take a nine here. I will try to do better for you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He should have told me to F off, really. I was very rude to him. Very rude and angry. <laughs> was that the tournament that uh, – was that the tournament uh, – who was it that had uh, the big uh, money money, and he, he caught yeah. you sort of eyeing the money? Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar, ironically Kuchar. enough, not paying your caddy enough. That was another Canadian Open at Royal St. George's. Yeah, it was the best. Tim Heron's, like, sitting there with his gut hanging out, and Rocco Immediate was, like, tucking – Getty Lee was on the course, too. And he brought Rocco Media, but brought a guitar, and they're all like talking about <laughs> guitars and golf. And then I scooch you there. He's just staring off at the space, you know, right? And then I just sit there and, uh, hey, Matt, you know, Georgia Tech, hey, Yellow Jackets. What? He's like, uh, uh, he turns around. I just, oh my God, look at this. Because the guy, Gabe, when you're making T10s all the time, I guess he just stuffs money in his bag. It was just like, oh my God, just big, big, big balls of money. Uh, 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 okay. Yeah, thanks, Gooch. Now, Coocher's a weird one. Very, very interesting so, guy. So, Babano, are you going to uh, you're going to bet on the golf? I guess, and are you going to go like heckle the golfers and stuff? Like, you know what I mean? If you got a guy and there's another guy in competition, you're going to be that guy on the course and take some pot shots. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. I'll have another reason to give Matt Kuchar grief other than treating his ca- caddy like crap. You know, if he if I bet him T10 and he's giving up a double bogey on 14 or something, I'll say I got a T10 on you. Wake up. You know, he's going to hear me. Maybe you have to hear from me if he's uh, not playing well. That's not the best smack talk. <laughs> I got a T10 on you. I know. I'm going to have to ramp up the, the anger and the nastiness yeah, yeah. and the. Uh... No, no, <laughs> I got a mortgage do... payment on you, you jerk. Uh, Come on, hit the breeze, jerk. Got to do some studying up on these guys. Learn a little yeah, about them. Learn, yeah. learn a bit about them. So you can take crap, some pot shots. Your gearbox. Gearbox. You're yeah, putting your ahead. money into your next million dollar home. I'm trying to just pay off my next bill. <laughs> Let's go. Figure it out. <laughs> Babano. He's the All right, best. Babano. <laughs> um, all right, Babano. So, yeah, let me just throw these odds out here. This is unbelievable. Um, Pascal Siakam. Yes, good call. 63 to what? 
He yep. was 63-1 to one to win the MVP. Now, listen, we're a long ways away from Pascal Siakam winning the MVP, and he's not going to win the MVP. Kawhi Leonard's going to win but, the MVP. But, but he went from 63-1 to one to plus 850 after last night. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Babano? Wow. Uh, see, I didn't even check into that with the MVP odds, how they shifted after game one. That's, that's quite a jump after one performance. Now, the thing is, you got to be able to show some sign of sustainability of doing not maybe 32 points uh, for the rest of the series in every game, but, you know, be an impactful contributor. But obviously now uh, the ship has sailed from a value standpoint with that prop. It's a good but line, was Gabe. Like, but, but I was like, I thought but, he had something to say. Yeah, no, no, no. I said, but no, I meant, but, but like, I knew you were going to say, but on Siakam, that's kind of, I was giving you, that was the the lead way there. But anyway, point I'm trying to make is, uh, Gabe, that's a really good number at 63, because I saw a couple stories reading on some other sites in the States where a couple people who bet the Raptors got him at 40 or 45, 63 is a great number for Siakam. You're right. Probably Kawhi Leonard. But, um, if you're on it, he showed that this guy has flashes where he can really get things done. So that's a really good bet if you got the, those type of odds, guys. That's all. What's What's crazy about this is actually if you do like the Golden State Warriors, guys, if you do like the Warriors to come back and only down one game to none, you can get Steph Curry as the finals MVP right now, minus 111. Pretty good price. You know, like Curry, Curry was like minus 150 or 60 or minus 148, whatever the hell it was. What's crazy, Kawhi Leonard has come down, too. Kawhi, I have Kawhi Leonard at plus 245. Kawhi Leonard is now plus 195. Uh, Pascal Siakam absolutely went off. He's not going to go off for 32 again. I'm not saying he's not going to be a factor again as the series goes on, but now it's up to somebody else. I don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be Baca that could get 14, Van Fleet 17? Maybe Lowry gets one, you know, scores 22 again or something, but... Because the Warriors, they're they're not going to let Siakam do that again. So now, as they go address address Siakam, it's up to someone else on another part of the court to step up now uh, for the Toronto Raptors. Updated series price: Golden State Warriors minus one sixty two, Toronto Raptors plus one thirty eight. Babano. Yeah, and that's a great point that uh, Gabe made. And he's no—he of course he knows this. He's bet he bets a ton of props with basketball. But yeah, you don't want to be betting uh, over props on a guy that just had a huge game in the previous game. I mean, the adjustments, especially when you're in the finals, adjustments are made. These are good teams, including on defense. You're going to want to look for some of those other Raptors, maybe in a game two from a prop standpoint, uh, to step up. I think for Toronto, Gabe, I'm sure you'll agree. I think they got to win game two as well. Yeah, you know they yeah. want to get to Golden State up two games to none in this series. I mean, you can't afford. Yeah, you can't afford to split here in this series uh, and give away home court advantage this early in the series. You've got to have that same intensity, focus, uh, and attitude as they did in Game One. And obviously, you know you can't expect. Siakam uh, to do what he did in Game One. Uh, I'm very, very. Uh, Happy to see Danny Green obviously get it going a little bit. I had over six and a half points with him last night. I like that one a lot. And you think that maybe floodgates can open for him a little bit. He can relax, be confident, get that shooting stroke back. That that would be huge for the Raptors if Danny Green wakes up and has a good series moving forward. And and let's not forget the crowd last night. I thought that crowd was amazing. When you've got a guy like Michael Wilbon, 
who has been covering the NBA Finals since 1986. You know, he's covering the Bird Magic era, the Chicago Bulls Jordan era, Kobe and Shaq the Lakers go on down the line. When he says last night in being at Scotiabank Arena, when he says something like, it's maybe one of the loudest, most emotional, frenzied atmospheres I've ever been in and seen covering an NBA Finals, that's saying a lot. That's saying something. That crowd was absolutely on fire last night. Yeah, they really were. And I've been critical of the Raptors' uh, crowd in big games when the um, when the fat cats come out, and uh, you know they're just not as it's not as raucous. But it seems like now I don't know. It seems like that oh, there's a lot of diehard Raptor fans in there that don't care what it's going to cost to get in, right? Yeah, there's still the celebrities, and you can still see the rich dude like from Dragons Den, and you know sitting there looking bored and stuff, but. There's, you know, the crowd, you're right, was off the hook, even in the expensive seat uh, last night. And they're going to need that. And, you know, it's funny. The Raptor player said after the game, the crowd was great, but they're going to need to be even crazier on Sunday. And even outside, like the Raptor players were talking to them, like they feel it from outside. They know. Like, they see it on the screen and stuff. Like they know about the kids outside, too. Like, um, yeah, there's something special going on. But, man, Golden State are going to bring it Sunday night. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions continues. Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network, uh, YouTube, TuneIn, uh, iHeart, everything else in between. I am uh, Marenzi. Throwing it down to Raging Redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart Babano uh, with us. You can follow him on Twitter, at Babano, um, a.k.a. Ian Cameron. Uh, we've got uh, Coach Nick uh, coming up, actually, um, in about uh, 15 minutes' time. So we'll get down to business here with Babano. Uh, quick pick, Babano, Sunday night, and then let's get into the hockey and the little CFL. So what's your uh, final uh, final uh, word here on the NBA uh, Finals Game 2? Yeah, I'm going to stay right at home with Toronto one more time. I, I, usually I don't like going against Golden State off a loss, but I feel like Toronto realizes the importance of this game. I feel like there's lots to be. Uh, obviously, the people that are going to make the case for Golden State will say nobody stepped up to help Curry and Thompson. There was not much from anybody else last night. Well, you know, you didn't get Kawhi's best game. You know, you would think there's something more coming from him. Kyle Lowry didn't shoot the ball well. You'd expect maybe something a bit better from him in game two. Uh, there's definitely some players on the Raptors, I think, that could even be better uh, in game one. And I think they understand the significance of trying to get out uh, of Toronto in these first two games up two as opposed to 1-1. One, one. And, you know, I love the way they're playing defense right now. Like, that was outstanding. I thought the way they defended the Warriors for most of that game. I think rebounding is a little bit easier for them in this series than it was against Milwaukee and Philadelphia, they'll uh, hold their own a lot better, I think, on the glass uh, against the Warriors. So I'm going to stick with Toronto one more time in game two. I can't disagree. You know know what? I think the game's going to be a close one. I'm worried about the game. Like last night, I knew they were going to win. I am worried about uh, Sunday's game. I feel it's going to be a close one, but I think Kawhi Leonard is going to step up. He's going to have a couple of more days off. 
He's you know, he's hurt. He's playing through this, but he really didn't uh, do anything, uh, you know, heroic uh, last night. I don't mean that in a derogatory term, but I think he, he's got better basketball uh, in him, and so does Kyle Lowry. Um, all right, Babato, me and Cam were talking about the bogus uh, suspension. Uh, how much of an impact is going to have on the series? I don't know. I, I don't think he should. What do you think? I see your boy Jimmy Murphy. What a shock that Murphy, Jimmy Murphy, um, is uh, a, you know a Bruin guy here that is on board. It's all should have been more than one game even. But uh, what do you make oh. of the suspension, Babato? And I like the St. Louis Blues to win tomorrow. I like the Blues to win the game uh, tomorrow night. I think they're going to win the series. And I check, guys, a uh, Raptor blue parlay right now to both win the series is plus uh, 385. Who do you like tomorrow, Babato? I like I like Boston, but I can't say I'm ultra confident. Oh. Uh, it's really Boston in terms of them being uh, – Really good off a bad game. They're four and one off a loss. They're they're a team that has responded very well uh, in situations like this. They're six and two on the road. They've won four straight on the road. They've been a good road team in these playoffs. But there is concerns health wise. Matt Grizzlick's not going to play uh, in this game, so it's going to go into their defensive depth a little bit. I think John Moore uh, is the guy that's going to draw in and fill his spot. Uh, and and you can't be you know in, happy or, or uh, you know confident right now if you're Boston seeing Bergeron and Marshawn look visibly you know not well at times in the last game I mean you saw Bergeron you know prior to overtime starting he's like trying to get you know stretch and stretch out and before overtime stretch himself uh, he's got some kind of lingering injury there's no doubt they're sort of surmising there's some kind of groin issue with him they're not going to say for sure but you know he's battling something I think Marshawn is as well uh, so the Bruins now you worry a little bit that now that the finals are here and St. Louis is really pounding them physically uh, especially in game two I mean the Blues really ramped it up in terms of the uh, level of physicality the number of hits uh, they had in game two went way up from what they had in game one you worry the physical toll could hurt boston a bit but they've been one of those just you know they dig down deep and respond uh bruce cassidy's done a good job getting team ready to go and making little subtle line tweaks and adjustments here and there when they've lost the previous game it's not easy and that building is going to be excellent i mean their first uh, stanley cup finals game at home since 1970 i mean that building is going to be raucous uh but i think boston's the one team that can withstand that kind of tough uh, atmosphere so I, I'm going to be on Boston, but hey, if you like St. Louis and that they can ride that momentum of the game two overtime win, uh, there's reasons to like them too. But I'm going to side with Boston. Cam, you know my stance, Gabe. I, uh, you know I should be uh, president of the Blues organization. Ever since the Dallas when they lost to Dallas, those are the two teams in the West that I like. It's unfortunate that they played each other. I wish San Jose should, wasn't you involved. Have a Blues jersey. Uh, I actually do. Hold on a second here, but it doesn't fit. Oh, oh. Uh, oh, okay. uh, I, I'm actually going to get yeah, it framed. See. It's from uh, it's uh, from you Carlo when he played uh, oh, there. You got Carlo Coliacco. Yeah, like it's that. actually that one. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't fit me. That's what he get. His brother asked for a double XL. It'll fit Babano. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. You're telling me that a real professional NHL defenseman gave you his real jersey off his back. Yet it's too it small for back. you. Yeah, it's way too small. <laughs> Don't be worried. See, this guy's this guy's great, eh? Do a show with him every day. It's, uh, it's never cut. Yeah, 260 <laughs> pounds. It's not going to fit. But anyway, it's a nice jersey. Nice jersey. Love the Blues. But to our earlier point, Babano, you're talking about good guys on Boston getting hurt. That's what the Blues do. That's their MO, right? And Bennington at home and 
I understand. No, Boston has a pedigree, and I respect your capping. You're getting them as a dog, a small dog, be it in that game. But I just think the 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 Blues have an opportunity here. They split there. I think they can take control of this series if they get a couple wins. And I just believe in them. All their underrated players, guys like Carl Gunnarsson, are showing up. You talk about it. The loss of Sunquist, I'm concerned with, but their role players and their physical nature. You know what? And Tuka Rask looks human again. Carolina actually outplayed Boston a lot, Babano. You know that, right? Rask stood on his head. So if the Blues can get some goals and rattle him, I think it's going to be a long night. And you're almost getting a pick em price. I see 20 cents for St. Louis. I got to ride the train. I'm on them to win the cup. I agree. Go Blues. Case closed. <laughs> no need to debate it or talk about it anymore. Yeah. The Raptors yeah, and yeah. the Blues are both going to win. And like I said, parlay it. Plus 385. I'm with you on the Raptors for game two as well. I think there's going to be a lot of people betting on Golden State there like they can't do it. Kind of like the Columbus-Tampa Bay thing. Oh, God. they there's Can they win again? Yeah, yeah, they can. They can win again. This is what this is what happens. This is professional sports. you got to get to them before Durant comes back. And, um, you know, you're right, though, Gabe. I think it's going to be really, really tight. Probably, uh, you know, almost tied with like a couple minutes left. And I think the Raptors can hit like a Kawhi Leonard game-winning shot. So it will be money-lined. Ooh, it's going to be a stress job. It's going it sure to be will. a stress job. I uh, agree. That game will be close. It'll be down to the wire. I'd be surprised if it's not. Yeah. 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 Uh, we had some big game one trends last night that lived to form, right? And great call by you, Cam. So, look, I brought it up. In the last, 20, yep. last 22 NBA finals, 19-3 and three, um, home team wins. So, now 20-3 and three, the home team wins. But 12 of the last 15 NBA final game ones were decided by double digits. And you said last night, you said, yeah, yeah, the Raptors will win by 10 or 12 or something. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. there, there it was. There it was. It should have been the alternative line. But uh, never Yeah, I was actually, after I said that, I'm like, I, when I make statements like that, you got to almost bet those, will they win between that one? Because if they ha- it happens, you're sitting there yeah. like a stooge. But you heard the update, Gabe. Look at these guys. They won five straight games. They're eight and three ATS in their last eleven home games, nine and two straight. Like these guys, it's a huge home home court advantage now. You could talk about Golden State all you want in the yellow and the blue, you know what I mean? But at, at the Raptors, it's a different vibe. And these guys who don't know Raptors basketball are getting a taste of it. But Leo brought up a great point last night, Gabe, before you get to your point. You can never stop for one minute and one possession with Golden State. They're quick. Ding, 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 ding. Everything turns. You have to be mentally focused for every single second and every possession because Curry can bang off a couple threes in a row. You have a nine-point lead. They take the lead. Like it's, you have to be mentally in another hemisphere against these guys. You can never That's stop. exactly right. Golden State can turn a 12-point deficit into a two-point deficit in like 60 Ask seconds. Portland. Easily. Ask yep. Portland. All right, Babano, any baseball? We got about three minutes uh, here or so. Uh, any baseball tonight? And then, are you betting? I didn't bet. I know CFL preseason has begun. I didn't bet it. I should have just bet against the Alouettes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, not every book has it, though, right? I, not every book has CFL preseason lines, but CFL regular season around the corner. So I guess next week, we battle. We'll jump into it. We'll do a CFL preview. Um, and uh, well, what's your take on the CFL and uh, baseball tonight? 
I'm glad you brought up CFL because preseason, I'm noticing something this year. It's continued from last year, and it pretty much last year continued from two years ago, and it is home teams in the preseason. Home teams in the preseason already through the two games so far, they're 2-0 and straight up and against the spread. The home teams in those games won by two touchdowns or more. Toronto yesterday, Edmonton against BC last weekend, and it's a very simple reason. Home teams are playing their starters. Home teams are playing their first stringers and second stringers in these games in the CFL preseason. The road teams are opting to rest their uh, top guys because they want to save their starters for the home game because you you only get two preseason games in the CFL, one at home, one on the road. And all these teams are saving their starters for the home game, you know, because, hey, we want to put on a show for the fans. You know, let's let's let let's save our starters so we can, uh, you know, uh, give them the uh, give the home fans the spectacle of seeing them. So as a result, the home teams have the experienced, uh, more experienced team. The starters play more longer into the game and the home teams have one going away the first two and you've got two tonight Winnipeg and Calgary it's especially strong with Calgary like Calgary opened three and a half against Saskatchewan it's up to five now uh, home favorites against Saskatchewan Calgary's got Bo Mitchell playing they've got most of their receivers their O-line their starting D-line playing Saskatchewan's barely got anybody going they're down to their third fourth quarterbacks tonight you won't see Kolaros uh, in the game at all uh, same with Winnipeg Edmonton Winnipeg's going with more starters uh, Strev are starting. You might see Nichols briefly, but still Winnipeg's got the more experienced team. They've got more of their starters in the game tonight than Edmonton does, who are, of course, are on the road. So Winnipeg and Calgary, keep an eye on this trend here in the preseason. Home teams, they're 2-0 and straight up and against the spread so far. They were good at home teams in the preseason last year, and it's all because their starters are in more than the road team. Uh, what about that Edmonton-BC uh, game? Similar situation. Cam, uh, you were talking about that. Yep. Um, uh, last week, the, the PC Lions uh, played uh, their first game with the new coach. Babano, thanks for the time. Follow Babano on Twitter. All right. At Babano. All right, guys. Have, have a good weekend, guys. You too, buddy. Coach Nick. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Swing for the Fences, playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com. We want you to become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer user to win a million bucks in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or simply become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS. So if you are playing MLB DFS and you're not using DailyRoto.com, well, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY. Get yourself a 10% discount. Get the lineup alerts, the projected ownership percentages, the weather updates, fantasy projections, and, of course, use of those same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. It's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Promo code FNTSY. Get your 10% discount today. Joe Neri in Miami, Florida. I am Gabriel Renzi in Midtown, Manhattan. Um, NBA Finals began last night. Game one in the books. Already, there's a lot of energy. Man, it feels like it's like a soccer like World Cup or something. I don't know. Like People from all over the world are into this. 
You know, Drake called uh, Draymond trash after the game last night. Um, everybody's still doubting the Toronto Raptors uh, going in to Sunday night. Let's bring in uh, Coach Nick, bballbreakdown.com, to help us uh, break it down. Finally, we have a guest that can talk some sense on our show. Coach Nick, good morning, Coach Nick. Good morning, Gay. Thanks for having me on. Well, I say talking sense. That is if you agree with me. <laughs> yes, I was going to say. Uh, I think I agree with you. There was a moment in the second quarter where Steph Curry gets a ball deflected, and then he has an offensive foul against Van Vliet, and they have to walk back down the court. And that was the moment I'm like, you know what? <laughs> the Raptors can win this series. This is like this could be theirs to take. Let me ask you, and we'll throw, I'll throw you the floor, and Joe, you can jump in. Me and Joe got into a little bit, and you know, we were speaking the same language, just sort of talking through each other that – he said that the Warriors didn't play well last night. And we've heard this narrative a lot. And yet, they listen, they were off for 10 days, 9, 10 days, whatever it was. I'm not saying now is the best Golden State Warrior team. But I said that, you know what, you're going to turn the ball over more when you're playing the Raptors than you are in the Houston Rockets or against the Portland Trailblazers and that the Raptors' defense had something to do with it. I'm only saying this from a narrative that I woke up this morning and, you know, the mainstream networks were basically... None of it was about what Toronto did. Everything, wow, Golden State didn't do this, and Golden State didn't do that. Part of what you do and don't do has to do with the opponent you're playing, Coach. Would you agree with this? How much of an impact did the Raptors' defense have as opposed to Golden State not playing well, in your opinion? All right, I'm, I'm going to throw you a bone because it's a mix. But I do want to point out that Marcus All was a real concern for the defense of the Raptors. Could he stay on the court against that vaunted uh, yeah, Warriors yeah. offense? Dude, he was well, playing he, defense at half court. He was all over the place. Yeah, well, he directly affected five of the 16 turnovers that they had. So there were a number of ones that you had to have. All right, Kyle Turley to took, what, three charges maybe last night? Leads the playoffs in this? That's not a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to do that. It's too bad we didn't get Ilyasova and Lowry out there because that would have been interesting to see them both taking charges off. By <laughs> but, um, but Gasol was out there. So he by him get, forcing five of those turnovers, basically uh, direct hand in those, plus 20 points, he he could stay on the floor as long as he likes. And it's a real problem because I think that Kerr was banking on running him off the floor right away. And uh, I, that that's a real concern for the Warriors. Now, but the cleanup, uh, you know, four or five of those turnovers and that could, you know, now we got a game at least. And that's what the, uh, the Raptors have to be concerned with because they're not going to get a 14 out of 17 from Siakam again. What did you think coach about the role the refs played in that game last night? A uh, lot of whistles, a lot of, I mean, are they setting the tone for the rest of the, uh, the rest of the series here? That was an awful lot of free throws that we saw last night in that game. You know, it was strange. I feel like it favored the Raptors, which it should because they're home. That's fine. Um, they're not going to have the same refs again for game two. So it's going to be different. I guarantee you, I probably Foster is going to be out there. Uh, you know, Capers is that notorious for he had one last night where he waited for Kawhi to miss it and then called the foul. Uh, <laughs> I, those are crazy to me. Um, there's another few that were really head scratching. Uh, you know, there's a, there was a turnover that Gasol just just wax uh, Curry on his arm. and he, The pass goes awry. And no call. So, you know, it's going to go back and forth. The Warriors will get the benefit of the doubt, I'm sure, in Oracle. So um, I just hope it doesn't come down to any kind of late game, fourth quarter issues uh, where it directly affects a game like that. Because there's no question, aside from that, the, the Raptors deserve to win the game, even if they did get a couple extra calls. Um, yeah, I thought the officiating was sort of tough but fair. Yeah, it's the finals. They're going to make themselves part of it. I brought this up before, Coach, uh, that – 
Seems to me the NBA referees, they really live up to their reputations, man. You know what I mean? Like, Capers is kind of a showboat, and he likes to get into it. Mark Davis, same thing. He gets into it with the players. I'm a little bit weary of Foster. I don't mind Capers. I don't mind Davis. I thought Kane Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald did a nice job last week, too. Basically, all these refs of guys that have been doing the, the Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals, guys. So, you know, that's something I like about it. Like, the Raptor players know what to expect from these refs, coach, at least. They've gotten them up. Like, you know, I, I'm in and out, and I break down the refs from a gambling perspective before every game. So, we're, you know, we're getting um, – they're at least they're consistent to what their reputations are, coach. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, and that's going to be the case. That's why they're there. I, I, I'm not lying when I tell you I was concerned or I was wondering yesterday why Ron Garrison wasn't one of the the NBA refs. He's done like a double digit finals, and we. I guess I don't know if you saw the news today, but he sounded like he's a little bit busy now. No, I, I, I miss, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. He, he wrapped his car around a tree, so maybe oh. he wasn't so happy about uh, yeah. not being in the finals. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or or silver yeah. new no this guy's got a problem like we can't <laughs> already <laughs> yeah Ouch. yeah he was he was t- tilting the back uh, all right, right. Uh, not, not to make uh, light of it serious serious no but yeah um yeah every crew is different but they live they sort of do live up to the reputation so if you dig into what, what how these guys operate before um Kawhi leonard seemed to be a little bothered by Udala at first Kawhi Leonard's shot has been a little short, Coach, for a while now. Is it fatigue kicking in last night? What do you make of Kawhi Leonard? You know, it's funny. The way he shoots the basketball from distance, he's got a lot of airspace. And what we mean by that is that, that he releases it really high over his head. And, you know, when you hang in the air, and so getting the mechanics, you don't usually talk about this stuff, but when you do that, it will lead to less energy transfer from the jump, and that would be short. And then especially in the pressure of the playoffs, there's no question his leg is bothering him, and that's going to also affect that because he definitely relies more on his legs than a lot of other guys like Curry, for instance, needs doesn't need his legs as much. So uh, that's going to be a thing. I don't think it's going to change much, and it's shocking to me that he shot so poorly and so did Lowry, and they won the game kind of, you know, basically going away. Uh, anyway, so that's a really yes, positive yes. thing for the war, for the Raptors. Yes, that's that. That's what I was saying earlier. Yes, thank you. Uh, but uh, Siakam's not going to drop thirty two again, but he might be able to drop twenty two again. But just from a creative perspective, coach, holy crap! What an arsenal of shots this kid has. Like, well, you know, it start yeah, it started out really poorly for him. He was going at uh, Draymond Green a couple times in a row early in the game, and he missed a layup. He did a charge, and then he misses another shot later. So I didn't think this was going to be a series for him. I thought this was going to be a thing where he was just going to struggle. Uh, but man, once he got going, he got some confidence. It's that thing that you see in the NCAA tournament, like the underdog. They get some confidence going. They start believing. I don't think it's going to carry over that much. I think Draymond is going to, you know, buckle down a little bit more. He Draymond played like he was in foul trouble, even though he really wasn't. He got his third foul late in the second quarter and then got his last one, the fifth one, at the end of the game when it was already over. So it, he shouldn't have played that way. He could be more aggressive, and I think that will stop uh, Siakam. But you're right, Siakam will get his 20, but that might not be enough. You know, they, it, this game in the second half there, was, you know, Warriors kept coming back, coming back, getting it within three, getting it within four, and then to the credit of the Toronto Raptors, they just they kept making the shots that they needed to make. But, you know, what if you are Steve Carr here, what kind of adjustments, Coach, are, are you making here to – do you still do what you did with Kawhi? Do you still let Siakam – do you count on Siakam not having that kind of game again? What, what do you change up a little bit here? 
Well, you know, the two things I'm looking at that I criticize the most are the turnovers and a lot, uh, you know, not all of them were boneheaded, completely terrible, but there were a couple they just threw it out of bounds. So they have mm. to clean that up. And that's probably not even an adjustment, more of a just a yell at them or whatever you got to do to focus on that. But their transition to defense was so bad on so many of those possessions of not picking guys up and not rotating mm. properly. And it's a complete anomaly. So if I were Steve Kerr, you know, you pointed out, but you have to imagine that's it just simply won't happen again. I hadn't seen them play that poorly and not pick guys up in transition. Like, I can't remember the last time it was that bad. Maybe like the Mark Jackson era. So that's the thing. If they can clean that up a little bit, and that's even just verbally talking to him, less than any kind of adjustments. The one thing I think he needs to do is play Livingston less. Uh, the, he's just not himself anymore. He was not helping them at all in those transition possessions as well. So I would, you know, cut his minutes down and maybe give McKinney a couple, like five extra minutes there. Um, when you look at the Toronto Raptors, uh, coach Nick Nurse was was a little bit criticized earlier in the playoffs, always in over his head and the rotations and uh, and this and that. Yet, you know, he's really sort of found himself. And you and I have talked a couple of times uh, throughout the postseason. But like a hot gambler in Vegas at the table right now, it seems like every button he pushes just sort of works. Believing in 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 Van Fleet still rolling him out there. Uh, not giving up on Danny Green. I mean, McCaw hasn't played at all, coach. Throws him out there, hits a big three, right? Like, yeah. it's just, it's sort of one thing after another that he's getting right. But Danny Green uh, back in the mix. And what a difference it makes. I mean, you know, to the, the coach, the Raptors are such a different team when Gasol hits that open three at the top of the key. Because every yeah. team has done the same thing. They've all baited him to shoot it. He was missing it earlier in the playoffs. He hits it. It really changes everything. And now if you can get six or nine points and a couple of threes from Danny Green, it expands the uh, the offense a bit for Toronto. Without question. And I wasn't sure about Danny Green. I kind of felt like let's keep riding Van Vliet, which he did get plenty of minutes. Um, and so it's nice to see. And he's got that uh, experience. Uh, and he did well. But I don't know. He's been so inconsistent to me all year long that I just don't know if I would even trust him to go. You know, he went three for seven, which is fine. And a lot of those were open shots for Danny Green. And then Marcus all, you know, he only made two of his uh, four three-point attempts. I swear, I, I, it's almost like he just doesn't want to take him. I'm how many more does Gasol have to hit before you say, just catch it and shoot it? He's sitting there checking the wind and looking around. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's crazy to me because I've always felt like Gasol would be better, his teams would be better, if he had the mindset that he is a 25-point-per-game scorer, uh, and that makes everybody else better. You're right, that, that three that he was one coach, right? he had the ball, mm -hmm. looked to his right, he took to his left. I thought he was going to travel. He took so many steps standing there, yeah. too. He was like, stutter, stutter. He was like, all right. Finally, it goes in. All right, we got like one question left, Joe. Uh, take us out, Joe. We got about a minute left with Coach. Uh, does it go six or seven here, Coach? What's your uh, anticipation here? Well, my thought was they split the first two games. Then they split the next two games in Oracle. And then game five decides the series, as it usually does with a 75 or 80% chance. Now, that game is in Toronto. And that's a big deal. So um, if you imagine that, I still think if Toronto's going to win, it's going to go seven. And if the Warriors win, I think it goes six. So that's the only question we have here. I'm still going to feel like the Warriors are going to take this. They're going to iron some things out and uh, tamp some stuff down on Siakam's end. And uh, so I, I'm still going to go with the Warriors in six. Uh, by the way, I was right. I predicted after game one of the last series that the Raptors were going to win that series. So I had some, you know, uh, clairvoyance there. We'll see if it works out here.
Oh, yeah, right. I'll put it right. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like he's right on there, Gabe. <laughs> By the way, all the Bucks fans, man, they're there. It was awful to deal with that during the early part of that series. Oh, well, you know, what? it's funny. Yeah, Buck fans were like uh, squawking to me when they were up earlier in the game on Saturday and they all shut up and uh, went back to worshiping Aaron Rodgers, I guess, after. I, you know, did we I, even I, know I, there were Buck fans, coach? I didn't know. <laughs> I, I, I thought that, I, listen, I went to Wisconsin. I thought everybody there was very nice people, but there are some. You were wrong. <laughs> All three of them, yeah. God, man, the NBA playoffs brings the worst out of everybody, Coach. God bless you. Amen. Thanks for the time. <laughs> yep. Anytime. All right, Joe, you already got my shoe. And Raptors win Sunday, buddy. All right, give me, uh, give me first half uh, Golden State Sunday and give me Sale tonight to take care of the Yankees. You know what? Give me the St. Louis Blues tomorrow night. Ooh. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Jack. Thanks to uh, Coach Nick, Ball Break Cap, uh, for joining us. Richard Garner will join us in the o'clock hour. Mr. K here today on a game high division. We'll have to blast through the baseball uh, card. I'll give you our uh, weekend picks. Uh, although you can always follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash sports rage. You can uh, get me over at Patreon as well, patreon.com slash sports rage. Cam, Cam Stewart live. Although uh, he's not uh, live very often. On no, Facebook, no, right? not live. No, I should change that. Cam Stewart, uh, temporary. Yeah. Like, you didn't come up with that, Cam Stewart live, did you? No, like, no, uh, live. Is, somebody gave me that thing a long time ago, and you know me, I don't change it. But, yeah, it should just be Cam Stewart something else because I'm not very live. Only when I do the show with you, Gabe. Update from the golf. No, you're uh, live. Timer now the leader. Yeah, I'm live now. You're live on and the under. air a lot. Live, live on the air. On the air. A lot. A lot, yeah. All week, man. I'm on with, uh, actually, it's interesting this week. Kurt's game. But, right. but, I guess Cam, but yes? Cam, let me just yes. say, unless you promote it online, people don't know you're on air. Yeah, that's a good point, Gabe. Anyway, uh, this week, uh, George Kurtz is still on this family uh, trip. Uh, he's he's not, he gone. He's not coming back this weekend. So me and Joe's Fish Market, for the first time ever, test the seafood on Sunday at 11, and I am on with Mike Blewett on Saturday. Kurt's back the following week. Long family trip. Joe Galena. Joe the Fish. Yep. Um, yep. He, you know, if I think about it, he might be, like, the nicest guy on our network. <laughs> I'm, I think so. I think, Jay, if you if you break it down to, to, to kindness, like, I think Joe Galena... To get yes. into like, because I've got I've gotten into a lot of people on the network over the you know the years here. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. Seems like to be impossible to get into like a screaming argument with Joe Galena, doesn't it? Oh, I I agree with you 100. percent Like when we do the football show on Sunday, Joe always feels bad when I lose a heartbreaking bet and lose tons of money. He's the first guy to like, hey man, it's okay. Like Joe's a really good guy. That's why I'd like to give the fish market a lot of support. I'm with you, Marenzi. Nice guy award at the network, Joe Galena. Yeah, Great it might guy. be Joe Joe Galena. Might be the nicest guy in the network. Fish. Yep, I agree. I'm definitely not getting Yang's vote, so it's not gonna. I'm not winning that poll. No, no, you're not. You're a tough coach. Yang says you're you're hard on him. 
Not I'll a be, fumble. Yeah, I beat Joe Galina in fantasy baseball, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good, gang. He's good.